Hi there! Today, in the 35th episode of Stories That Made Us, we talk about the creation myth of the Japanese. This is a story of the creation of the Shinto gods and goddesses who then created our world and us. Before we delve into the story, it is worthwhile to note that our understanding of the Japanese creation myth is based on two ancient texts. While the stories must have circulated orally since long before, it was first put to prose in 682 AD, commissioned by Emperor Temmu as a history of the emperors and of matters of high antiquity. It wasn't to be completed, however, until AD 712, and was compiled by the court scholar Ono Yasumaro. The book, of course, isn't exactly supposed to be an accurate historical record, but is to be seen more as a text that establishes a clear line of descent for the Japanese rulers and nobility from the 7th and 8th century AD to the Shinto gods and ultimately the supreme goddess, the sun goddess Amaterasu. Now, two years after the completion of the Kojiki, Empress Gemio commissioned the preparation of a national history. Not much is known about this project other than the book was completed and laid before the Empress in 720 AD by Prince Toneri and Yasumaro Futono Asom. This is the Nihon Shoki or the Nihongi and is best considered a sequel to the Kojiki. It is more complete, elegant, and goes a long way in addressing many of the discrepancies in the Kojiki. It also reasserts the history and genealogies of some of the clans who are not mentioned in the Kojiki. So, it is these two books that are the pillars of our understanding of the Japanese or Shinto creation myth. In this episode, we cover just the first part of the Japanese creation story, focusing on the beginning of all, on Genesis. Stay tuned for the conclusion of this magnificent and intricate tale in the later episodes. So then, let's begin with the Japanese story of our origin. In the beginning, heaven and earth were not yet separated, the original essence being a chaotic mass, like an egg, with obscurely defined limits. Thereafter, the pure and clear essence rose up and formed the heaven, while the heavier, grosser element settled down and became the earth. The heaven formed first, for it was the pure matter that was easily united. The earth, as we see and know it, came much later. At the beginning of heaven and earth, there came to existence in heaven a deity named Amenomi Naka Nusi no Kami. Then was born Takami Musubi no Kami, and later Kami Musubi no Kami. These three deities all came to existence as separate beings, and their forms were not visible. Then, when the earth was young, resembling floating oil and drifting like a jellyfish, there sprouted forth something like reed shoots. 
From these shoots came to existence the deity Umasiyasi Kabipiko Dinokami and Amenotoko Tatinokami. These two deities also came to be as single gods, and their forms too were not visible. The five deities altogether are the separate heavenly deities. Next, there came to existence the deity Kuni no Tokotati no Kami and Toyokumo no no Kami. These two gods also came to existence as single deities. Their forms were not visible as well. Afterward, there came into existence the heavenly gods with their spouses. The first pair of husband and wife to come to life were the deity named Upidini no Kami and his spouse Supidini no Kami. After them came the god Tonogupi no Kami and his spouse, the goddess Opotonobe no Kami. They were followed by the god Omodaru no Kami and his spouse Ayakasikone no Kami. Finally, came to existence Izanagi no Kami and Izanami no Kami. They are the heroes of our tale and shall hereafter be called Izanagi and Izanami. These deities are collectively called the seven generations of the age of the gods. These powerful gods and goddesses all existed in heaven, which was a beautiful realm constructed by all the pure elements of the universe. It continued this way for a long time. Now one day, the heavenly deities Izanagi and his wife Izanami stood on the floating bridge of heaven and looked down. Is there not a country beneath? They wondered out loud. Hearing their words, the gods of heaven all with one command, addressed Izanagi and Izanami and said, Complete and solidify this drifting land. Turn it into a world where beings subservient to us shall live and thrive. Provide for this drifting realm a shape and make it so that all elements essential for life are provided for. Giving them the heavenly jewel spear, all the gods thus entrusted the creation of the world to Izanagi and Izanami. Thereupon, the two deities stood on the heavenly floating bridge and lowered the jewel spear, stirring the earth with it. They stirred the brine with a churning sound, and when they lifted up the spear again, the brine dripping down from the tip of the spear coagulated and became an island. This island was bestowed the name of Onogorojima. The two deities Izanagi and Izanami then descended from the heavens and dwelt in this island, erecting for them a spacious palace. It is here in Onogorojima that they erected the pillar of the heaven. Then the god Izanagi asked his wife Izanami, Is there anything formed in thy body? She answered and said, My body has a place completely formed, 
and this is the source of my femininity. To this, Izanagi then replied, My body also has a place completely formed, and this is the source of masculinity. I desire to unite my masculinity with thy femininity, thus giving birth to the land. How would this be? The goddess Izanami then replied, That will be good. Then let us, you and me, God Izanagi said, walk in a circle around this heavenly pillar and consummate our marriage. You walk around from the right, and I shall walk from the left to meet you. Having said so, they went separately and met on the other side of the pillar of heaven. Then the female deity spoke first and said, How pretty! A lovely you! The male deity then answered, How pretty! A lovely maiden! And so, at the completion of the ritual, Izanagi and Izanami became husband and wife. Their first child was the leech god Yabisu. Considered a failure, the sad parents placed this child in a boat made of reeds and sent it adrift. Their next child was the island of Ahaji. This they also considered a failure and did not accept as one of their own. Izanagi and Izanami Exasperated by their failure to produce the desired children, then remark, The children which we have just born are not good. It is best to report this matter before the heavenly deities. Let us seek the counsel of all the gods, for it is they who have entrusted us with the task of creating this realm. Thus, they descended to heaven and sought the will and counsel of the gods who, upon performing a grand divination, said, Because the woman Izanami spoke first, the marriage was not good. And because the marriage was undesirable, the children were not good. Descend once more and perform the marriage ritual again. This time, let Izanagi, the male god, speak first. Thus, Izanagi and Izanami descended back to the island and walked once more in a circle around the heavenly pillar, just as before. Then Izanagi first said, How pretty! A lovely maiden! Izanami then replied, How pretty! A lovely you! Thus, having married again, they dwelt together in the palace and birthed Eight Islands. The country was accordingly called the Great Eight Island Country. After they had finished bearing the islands, they went on to bear the deities of all natural phenomena. They bore the deities of the seas and mountains, of rivers and winds, of trees and herbs. They bore the deities of plains. Afterward, they produced Kukunochi, the ancestor of the trees, and next, Kaya, the ancestor of herbs. 
They altogether bore many deities, all representing natural phenomena and physical features of the world. Their next child was Kagusuchi, the fire god. Goddess Izanami, however, was burnt by Kagusuchi, the fire god, which led to her ultimate demise. In her deathbed, she created the earth goddess, or more aptly, the goddess of mud and clay, and the god of water greens, that is god of marshes. Izanagi, when he found out of Izanami's demise, was anguished and exclaimed, Oh, that I should have given my beloved wife in exchange for a single child. He crawled at Izanami's head and feet, weeping and lamenting. The tears that Izanagi shed fell down and became a deity, the weeping goddess. In his anguish, Izanagi unsheathed his ten hands long sword and slew the fire god Kagusuchi, cutting him into five pieces, which became the five fire-spearing mountain gods. The blood from the fire god's mortal wounds spurted out and stained the rocks, trees and plants. Having thus sated his vengeance and quenched his anger, Izanagi went after Izanami and followed her to hell. O oh, my beloved spouse, he said, the lands which you and I were making have not yet been complete. You must come back. Izanami came forth out of the door of her hall in hell to greet him and said, My lord and husband, I regret that you did not come sooner. I have already eaten from the hearth of hell. But, O oh, my beloved husband, how awesome that you have come! I will thus discuss with the gods of hell my desire to return. Pray, do not look upon my body while I speak with the lords of hell. This Izanami said and went to talk to the gods of hell. But her absence was so long that the woe-besought god Izanagi could not wait. He broke off one large tooth from his comb and lit it to look at her. Alas, what he saw was terrible. Putrefying matter gushed up from her body and maggots swarmed all over the place. So greatly was Izanagi shocked that he exclaimed, No! I have come unawares to a hateful, hideous, and polluted land. And so he ran away from Izanami and away from hell. Izanami, however, was extremely angry. She shouted, Why did you not listen to what I said? Now you have seen my dead body, and I am eternally shamed. In her anger, she dispatched the thunders of hell to pursue and stop Izanagi. Izanagi, in his despair, undid the black vine securing his hair and flung it to the ground, where it immediately bore grapes. 
The phantoms that were the thunders of hell stopped to eat the grapes as he fled. When they again pursued him, Izanagi pulled out his comb and flung it down. Bamboo shoots sprouted immediately from the comb teeth. The phantoms that were the thunders of hell stopped again to eat the bamboo shoots. Meanwhile, Izanagi fled. Finally, Izanagi reached the gates of hell, upon which he found a beautiful peach tree. Taking three peaches from the tree, he flung them at his pursuers, who then turned to flee. Thus saved, he turned to the tree and said, Just as you have saved me from the phantoms, when, in my kingdom, any of the race of mortal men fall to painful straits and suffer in anguish, then you save them also. Thus, he birthed the tradition of warding evil spirits by means of peaches. As Izanagi was about to step out of the gate of hell, he found Izanami behind him. Upon seeing her, he pulled forth a tremendous boulder and closed the gates. Thus stood Izanagi and Izanami, facing each other, one on each side of the boulder. This is where their marriage was annulled. Izanami warned, O oh, my beloved husband, if you do thus annul our marriage, I will each day strangle to death one thousand of the populace of your country. To this, Izanagi replied, My beloved wife, for every thousand you place on a deathbed, I shall birth a thousand five hundred. This is the reason why, according to the Japanese men, a thousand people die every day and a thousand five hundred are born. The goddess Izanami, now locked in hell behind the boulder which closed the pass, came to be the goddess of death. She is now called Yomotuopokami. Izanagi, meanwhile, upon returning from hell, exclaimed, I have been to a most unpleasant land, a horrible and unclean domain of death and disgust. I shall therefore have to purify myself. Izanagi then found a stream and bathed, and as he bathed, he birthed three deities. There birthed the sun goddess Amaterasu. She was bright and beautiful, her resplendent luster shining throughout all six quarters, the north, south, east, west, above and below. Looking at her radiance, Izanagi exclaimed, I have sired many children, but none have been equal to you. You ought not belong to this land, but should be sent to heaven. Thus ascended the sun goddess to heaven by the ladder of heaven, and was entrusted with the affairs of heaven. Izanagi next birthed the moon god Sukuyomi, 
His beauty and radiance were next to that of the sun goddess Amaterasu in splendor. He was to be the consort of the sun goddess and to share in her government as the ruler of night. He was also to ascend to heaven. His final child was Sosanoo Mikoto. Now this deity had a terrible temper and was given to cruel acts and destruction. He was given command over the earth. While the other deities ruled their realms in obedience to the commands entrusted to them, Sosanowono wept and howled. His weeping was such that it caused the beautiful and verdant mountains to wither and all the rivers and seas to dry up. He, prone to the destruction of life and nature, brought malevolence and calamities to all of Izanagi and Izanami's creation. Frustrated by the actions of his son, Izanagi confronted Sosanowono, questioning, Why is it that you do not rule the land entrusted to you, but instead just weep and howl? To this, Sosanowono replied, I wish to go to the land of my mother. Izanagi, thus enraged, banished Sosanowono from his lands and expelled him from earth to the netherland. Izanagi finally said to Sosanowono, If we were to make you the ruler of this world, much destruction of life and nature would ensue. You must therefore govern the far-distant netherland. This is how the god was expelled from earth. Finally, the deity Izanagi no Mikoto, having completed the divine mandate given to him by the gods. Now, a broken man, sad and grief-ridden at the loss of his wife, built himself an abode of gloom in the island of Ahaji, where he dwelt forever in silence and concealment. This concludes the first part of the Japanese creation myth. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a feedback if you liked the episode. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram by following the handle at stories THT MDE US. Email us with questions and comments on the episode at info.storiesthatmadeus at gmail.com. Finally, help us grow the podcast by sharing it with your friends and families. I will see you again next week as we delve deeper into the Japanese story. Until then, Goodbye.